Welcome to the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations podcast, The Importance of Engagement in a Hybrid Work Model. I'm Melody Rawlings, Director of Cabo, and today I'm joined by Tiffany Pringle, our current visiting virtual expert, NCU doctoral student, and workplace training specialist. Tiffany is the founder of Inspire Consulting and Management Group, where she creates content and facilitates corporate training, both on-site and virtually. She serves as a facilitator for Clayton State University Continuing Professional Education Department and is working closely with McKinsey & Co. on training and preparing underrepresented leaders from the Black, Hispanic, and Latino, and Asian communities to achieve their professional aspirations. She and her company have been featured recently on Voyage ATL and Poll Everywhere, and you can check out her latest book, Inspired to Win, Seven Strategies to Help You Stand Out and Win in Any Organization, and that can be found on Amazon. So today, our discussion will focus on the best way to promote engagement in the hybrid work arrangement. Welcome, Tiffany, and thanks so much for taking the time to come and chat today. Thank you, Dr. Rollins. I appreciate the opportunity, and I'm really excited to talk about this topic. Awesome. So to get us started, would you share with our listeners a bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a current student at North Central University. I'm really excited to be a part of the university. I am obtaining my doctorate in uh, education with a specialty in global training and development, which is my passion, training and developing individuals in the workspace. Um, I do provide training and development for corporations, large and small, have an opportunity to be a facilitator, um, also on the back end, behind the scenes, creating the content to deliver to different organizations. And ironically, this topic is definitely in my sweet spot because it is aligned with my dissertation. Uh, my dissertation topic will be the qualitative descriptive study examining perceptions of the impact of self-efficacy and engagement tools during and after corporate training. So the hybrid work model is of interest because we are interacting with individuals that are working either in the office some days or home online, different places and around the world from their computers. That sounds like an amazing topic for a dissertation. Uh, super interesting. And with everything going on, um, that'll be, I think, just a great thing to take a deep dive into and will be really beneficial to the body of research. So, you know, the last two years have brought so much change to how we work. And it does seem like we're still trying to get to some kind of normal. And what normal is preferred, you know, does vary from person to person. Uh, as a virtual employee, I love working from home full time, and I do prefer that over a hybrid hybrid model. Uh, but I've ran across uh, recently. I've ran across one survey that found eighty three percent of workers preferred a hybrid work format. So, what do you think are some of the benefits of a hybrid work model uh, for employees versus being full time virtual or being fully virtual? Well, I agree. I love the hybrid model because it gives you the flexibility to have the best of both worlds. And I say the best of both worlds because some people do really enjoy the online um, opportunity to engage, but some people have to have that in-person 
uh, opportunity to work with others, to be around other people, and to help them feel like they're at work. Um, and I, this reminds me of a friend of mine who said, I just got to go into the office. <laughs> so for that person that just has to go into the office, that model works well for them. Um, and a lot of companies, organizations are moving in this direction where it's not 100% online, not 100% in the office, but it's a blended working model, which I think can benefit both the employee and the organization. So when you think about the employee's perspective, as you shared, you love the model of just working from home, um, being virtual. The benefits to the employee is flexibility. That's the number one benefit. Like I can choose, you know, my hours, I can decide what time, you know, I want to start my day as long as I'm present for my meetings and get my work done. And sometimes, you know, you're even you're working even more than you would in a traditional environment. So that brings me to the productivity component of it. Um, that is definitely an area where it increases because sometimes when you're in that work zone and you're uh, focused you have no distractions. You've created this office, this atmosphere in your home. Uh, you're able to give 100%. And sometimes you don't want to stop. So you have your flexibility. You have increased uh, productivity. And you're saving money because you don't have to commute back and forth to work. You may not have to buy lunch um, as you would if you're in a traditional setting. Um, there's an opportunity for more collaboration and you also are learning to create a more well-balanced life. Your mental health is in a better state because you don't have all the stress and pressures that come with being in the office around so many people for those that need that time. So it gives you flexibility and a state of balance. Now, from an organizational standpoint, you know, they can cut cost. Interesting enough, I just had a conversation with a colleague who um, was a part of an organization that would fly you to different locations to go train. And now that we are starting to go back into the office, they have decided to just work in the online virtual space because they found it to be um, very beneficial and they've been able to cut amazing costs there. There's no travel, there's no hotels being booked, no airfare, no per diem, all of that has been cut. And now trainers are just working from home and the organization is able to save some of that money. Secondly, improving productivity. They're seeing people are now working more than they have been in a traditional setting. Um, they're able to also hire more people remotely from different parts of the country. So when you think about diversity, being able to offer a diverse work environment, that is also an advantage to an organization. You raised so many good points there. And something that really popped into my mind as you were talking was about employee engagement. I know from my own experience, um, I have I have two daughters, two grown daughters, and one works in a hybrid format, the other in a totally virtual format. 
the one in the hybrid format enjoys going into the office because she likes to see other people in the face-to-face setting. And she enjoys uh, dressing for the office and, and just that interaction. Uh, the other daughter uh, who works virtually much prefers to work virtually and not go into the office. So again, it just goes back to preference. And I can totally see what you're saying about the costs and savings, both from the employee perspective and from the uh, organizational perspective. So what are some of the, um, uh, I guess, what would you consider to be uh, how hybrid work affects employee engagement and, and how much in- engagement is really necessary Well, it's absolutely necessary. Engagement is so necessary and it's more um, to the benefit of an organization than anything. I was reading in the Harvard Business Review, um, they had an article about employee engagement and what they shared was that less than one third of employees are engaged in the workplace. And one out of every two employees have left because their managers did not make them feel engaged or comfortable in the work environment. And we all have heard the the new era of the great resignation, right? I'm sure you've heard that. Absolutely. Yes, where people are leaving their companies, they're leaving their jobs because they're not feeling engaged. They're not feeling inspired. They're not feeling motivated or appreciated or valued. The fact of the matter is we have to do more as leaders to ensure that the people we are serving in this capacity feel valued and are engaged in every process of the work environment. You know, when we talk about leaders' responsibility, you know, individuals will be engaged only if they have an engaging leader. That's important. And in the office, you know, you may think, oh, it's business as usual. But even there, there are things that leaders can do to make sure that their employees are engaged. There are outings that you can, you know, put on for individuals to participate in. There are, you know, events that you can have in the office. Make sure you celebrate anyone that's having a special day. Make sure you have that open door policy. Let people know that you really support them and you want to help them grow. You want to know more about them. Where can I place you on these projects? You know, what is it that you're good at? So these are some of the conversations leaders can have with their employees to help, you know, open up the level of engagement. Because sometimes you have individuals on your team who are not engaged. It may just be their personality. And as a leader, it is important that you do your due diligence to explore and be curious, you know, What's happening with Jan? How can I help her grow in this role? Or does she need to be moved into another role? Um, Again, you have to be willing to engage your employees in the on-site setting. Now, on a virtual platform, there are things that you can utilize to ensure that even your virtual meetings are engaging, And I talk a lot about this because this is another area of expertise of mine is really being able to use the online platform as a way to engage um, individuals when they're attending virtual meetings or webinars for learning. There are things such as, you know, your chat and your Zoom, your discussions, 
Um, annotate tools. You know, I always encourage people just put up a whiteboard, let them scribble, let them draw, like get everyone doing something in that meeting. And even the breakout sessions, because it gives an opportunity for live discussion and not only with you, but with their peers. And that's when the learning takes place. People literally have to feel included. They have to feel that they are a part of the team. And that's when they will experience engagement. Exactly. That's for sure. So to have engaged employees, I love that. You, what you said, you have to have an engaged leader. And I think just being very intentional, you know, we're missing the things in the virtual format where we don't have those opportunities, you know, to pass people in the hallway or to pop their pop your head in someone's office or, or to get together for that uh, physical meeting or that presence. And so again, just being very intentional about how uh, a leader goes about engaging people uh, in the virtual format. Um, and I think that's one of the advantages to me of a hybrid model is just being able to make those connections in person that you don't really get to do uh, in the virtual format. So what are you think are some of the biggest challenges that managers should think about or consider for engaging workers in the hybrid format? I know you mentioned a few already. Yes, I, th I think number one is emotional intelligence. Um, this plays a key role in communication. Also, being able to understand the people that are on your team and being emotionally intelligent on how to respond, uh, what questions to ask, how to be an inclusive leader, understanding it from other viewpoints and perspectives, and being able to look outside of the box. So, be able to develop your emotional intelligence skills. Another is honing your effectiveness, you know, looking within and seeing what am I missing and how can I be better as a leader? Am I inspiring my team? Am I leading them effectively? Am I encouraging them to work collaboratively? And what can I do to create this this effect? What else can I do to create the change in the culture, even just on my team? Um, sometimes you just have to have that reflection of yourself and take a self-assessment and really understand what's missing from you as a leader before you can uh, begin to understand what's happening on your team. I love those questions that you raised and that you brought in emotional intelligence because it is so important. And I think ever so much more important in a, a virtual and a hybrid setting. Shift gears a little bit and ask uh, what you think about whether hybrid organizations should require employees to be in the office on the same day or same days, or should they allow flexibility for individual preferences or schedules? I believe in flexibility wholeheartedly. <laughs> Flexibility. <laughs> yes. Um, it's important to give people options. When you give people options, you can get their best. It helps to not only improve their mental health and well-being because they know how they function, but organizations will reap the benefits because people begin to feel happy. They begin to feel motivated about the work that they have to do. They will want to learn more. They will then be more loyal to your company and they will start feeling and experiencing a sense of belonging. Flexibility and having options 
is key. <laughs> Those are two key components that I would say employers should consider. As I stated earlier, we're in the great resignation where people are you know, leaving their jobs left and right, but they're not leaving just to be leaving. They're leaving because they don't feel valued. They're leaving because they're not engaged. They're leaving because they're, they're not experiencing happiness or motivation in the workplace. So they're going to the, your competitor or they're going to, um, you know, someone, some other company that are opening the door to say, Hey, we're, we're offering these perks over here. So it's so important that you understand what's happening in organizations around you. How are they making it work? And make sure that you are being inclusive in all areas, because as employees leave, they may be going to the company next door or they may start their own business and launch because they want to have well-being. They want to feel happy and they want to feel that they have a sense of purpose in the work that they're doing. So flexibility is important and options is key. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that sense of belonging ties directly in with uh, being inclusive, um, feeling like that you do have that, uh, you do belong, that you have that place, uh, which drives feeling like you're part of the team, that you, that you have some control over your schedule. All of that ties in. You tied that in so well together. And that's so true. And I, I know that from my own experience working virtually and also prior to this, prior to the pandemic, I also worked in a hybrid format. So I've done both. And so everything that you're saying just resonates with me. And, and I totally agree. So, so then what strategies do you recommend that uh, organizations and managers used to promote engagement for hybrid workers? Is there anything else besides what you've already mentioned? Definitely. So I would say utilize surveys. Um, they're important because they allow you to kind of get a pulse of what's happening in your organization, what's working, what needs to be improved. And not only just take the survey or you know send the survey out for everyone to uh, complete, but you want to make sure that when you receive that survey back, the responses, that you really act on what you've heard, act on what has been expressed, because the worst thing you can do is ask for feedback and not do anything with it. So if you want to create change in your company's culture, make sure that not only are you sending out the survey, but you're actually putting it into action. So you're encouraging diversity. You're encouraging inclusion. How are you doing that? There are things that you're putting in place where your employees can see, okay, this is changing. So engagement, we want to hear from you. Send us your ideas. Send us your thoughts and start putting those things in place immediately don't wait too long because what will happen is employees will say, well, they're not going to do anything different. Or they may have the feeling of, why am I feeling this out when I know they haven't done anything in the past? So what makes me feel confident that anything is going to change now? So do I really want to fill out the survey? So that's when managers need to step in and make sure that the message from the top is reaching even the lowest tiered employee in that company. A lot of times initiatives are, you know, given and managers hear it, but what happens is it, it stops right there. 
they're not sharing it with their employees and the employees are not feeling what the president of the company has stated was his position or her position. They're not feeling these changes take place. They're not seeing it. So as leaders, as managers and direct supervisors, you have to definitely make sure that your employees are involved in the process and making sure that they're engaged so that they can feel included and know that the company's culture is changing. They're making a place where I can feel comfortable here. Great advice. Just just really great advice. Uh, love the idea of a survey. Do you, do you think that the data collected from the survey should be shared openly? And do you feel that some organizations may be afraid to share that data? I do believe they're afraid to share the data, but I do believe it's um, advantageous to share it openly. Because what happens is a lot of times, you know, individuals, when you're in a large company, I would say, you have so many people that are not connected to one another. Every, you know, you have people working in silos or they may be working in groups and they haven't really reached out to others to get to know them. Um, and they may be feeling some of the same things that you're feeling. Some of this may be having the same experiences that you're having. So it is so important that this data that has been collected is shared. Let people read it. And not only are they reading it, but they're reading your response to the data. You know, what are you going to do with this? That's when your leadership becomes, um, it becomes relevant to the engagement in that organization where that individual is looking at you saying, wow, my leader is making a change. You know, my leader is acting on what they said they would do. It's not just words. And I feel confident that the culture is going to change. I feel confident that we're going to create a more inclusive environment and we're going to be more engaged in more areas than one. You know, it's one thing to be engaged just on a Zoom meeting, but you really want to have engagement at the heart of the company to show that we want you here. Let employees feel that they have a place to belong. So I would definitely say share that, share those results openly and have conversation about them. Be transparent. And a way that this can be done effectively is during town hall meetings. I love these <laughs> where they pass the mic around and they're sharing, you know, different issues within the company. And there's an opportunity for the mic to be passed for people to share their thoughts and ideas of what we can do differently to change. Exactly. So, so leading by example, right? Yes. Show them how it's done. And, uh, and again, uh, like you said, the transparency and then just the, and the follow through so critical. So uh, in closing, do you have any additional insights to share with our listeners? Yes. You have to be intentional. If you're in a leadership role, it is so important that you are intentional in how you lead those that you're serving. And I say those that you're serving because as a leader, that is your role to be of service. And people are looking up to you. People are looking at you for direction, for inspiration, for motivation. Leading by example is so important. And when you think about engagement, 
and how can you make a more engaged environment? Remember the person that's quiet in the room that's not saying much. That's the person you want to reach. Even if you ask them to share their thoughts anonymously, give them an opportunity to share. Make sure that no one is overlooked and that everyone feels comfortable sharing in no matter what setting you're in. I don't know about you, but I've been in meetings before where I felt uncomfortable to share my ideas. I felt uncomfortable to ask the question because maybe I thought it, it wasn't the right question or at the right time. A good leader makes his employees feel um, comfortable sharing, makes his, his, his or her employees feel included and that they could ask anything, they can share anything, and they will be supported. I love that. Yes, I have absolutely been in meetings where I have felt uncomfortable talking out or asking a question. Um, and I have been, I have had a leader um, in the past who was really good at drawing people out who, who were not maybe feeling like they were engaged. She had a sense of, it seemed, uh, people who were not feeling maybe comfortable and without calling us out and making, embarrassing us or putting us on the spot she was able to uh, bring us into the conversation. And, you know, and so often people uh, who are not sharing may have the very solution that is needed to the, to a situation or to a problem. And, and so again, love that you shared that because it's really important that all voices be included because there's power in that diversity, so much power uh, and great ideas and, and, I really appreciate you bringing that up. So Tiffany, how can our listeners connect with you and obtain a copy of your book? Yes, would love for you to connect with me. So you can find me on Facebook, uh, Tiffany Anisette Pringle. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Tiffany Anisette Pringle. My book can be found on amazon.com. And if you just put in Tiffany Pringle, it'll come up. Um, and I believe you have the link that you can share with the podcast um, for them to click later. But definitely just go to Amazon and type in my name and my book will definitely come up. Great. Yes, we will have definitely included that link in the podcast description posted on the Kava website. Tiffany, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, thank you for joining us in support of the Center for the Advancement of Virtual Organizations at North Central University. We really appreciate your insights and we know our listeners will benefit from all the great information that you shared today. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure.